welcome back to Hold Up Let Me Explain. It's me, your girl, your friend, your mentor, your sister, your best friend. That thing you like to listen to when you're driving, washing the dishes, changing the oil in your car, doing your daughter's hair, or I don't know, maybe just like... Maybe you're at the cubicle and you're like, fuck this job. I'm going to listen to a podcast and I'm just your choice. Thank you. Or maybe I'm the thing you want to listen to while you get your eyelashes done. Thank you. Whatever it is, I am here for you and I thank you for tuning in. Please don't forget to subscribe. I love you in advance. I love you always. And on today's episode, we are going to talk about my trip to Tulum, Mexico. Honey. There is so much to unpack here. I can't even, like, I don't even know where to begin. And I was going to literally come up with a graph or, like, come up with, like, a note, like, notes for me just so that this episode had structure. But there's just so much to talk about. I'm going to be talking about everything. I'm going to be honest with you about how much money I spent, what I wish I knew, how I got fucking ripped off by a police officer. Yeah, bitch. Your girl almost got arrested. I'm not fucking kidding. My mother doesn't even know this. She will once this podcast episode is live. But yes, bitch. A bitch almost got arrested in Mexico. I'm being dramatic. It wasn't that serious. But we're going to talk about it. We're going to unpack it all. So stay tuned. We're getting into it. I got my glass of rosé. You already know I came prepared. So buckle that motherfucking seatbelt. I don't know what you're up to, but put the headphones in. Raise up the volume because we are about to get into it. Okay, so... One thing I do want to mention is that anytime I plan a trip, me and my boyfriend always have this agreement, right? So whenever we go on Expedia, which is pretty much the platform we go on when we book our trips, we always make this agreement that, you know, as much as we would love to stay in bougie hotels, we always understand that where we stay to sleep at, of course, safety is a priority, but we always agree that wherever we choose to stay in a hotel does not have to be somewhere grand or over the top because at the end of the day the way that him and I travel we never feel the need to stay too much at a hotel you know like we don't care to stay at the Ritz Carlton we don't stare to we don't care to stay at the Four Seasons you know for us it's like this is a place where we're gonna just unpack sleep change shower because at the end of the day where we vacation where we want to share our experiences are out there So whenever we choose our hotels, it's always something that's modest in the area and we just kind of go from there. Now, because a lot of the places I wanted to go to in Tulum were like a lot of picturesque areas like the cenotes, which are like the caves in Mexico. Um, There's a lot of places like Instagram worthy places that I wanted to take pictures at are so like there's just everywhere in Tulum. Choosing a destination like to stay in like a like a like a hotel um, We were just kind of like look like as much as we would love to stay on the beach because it just seems like more Convenient and more gorgeous to stay there. We just kind of said hey look if it's gonna save us like at least 200 to 300 dollars to stay somewhere that's probably closer into the city and from there We could either just cab ride bikes rent motor scooters. We'll just do that you know, find our loopholes, find our corners to cut. And that's just kind of how we determined where we were going to stay. So the hotel we stood at was Aloft Tulum, which is literally the name of the hotel. And it's um, an extension of the Marriott. So it's Marriott Bonvoy, Aloft Tulum. And so the where the hotel was, was probably like 15 minute by car ride from the hotel zone so the hotel zone is like the strip along the beach where all the hotels in tulum are located so like azulik uh playa papaya project taboo confessions tantra chambao which are like all of like the hot spots of tulum which is where like the beach clubs are the steakhouses the restaurants a lot of like the very picturesque instagram pictures you probably saw me post a lot of those pictures are located in that hotel zone so 
where we stood at at our hotel, even though it was Marriott, it was pretty affordable. Um, we did it through Expedia. And um, per person with flight and hotel included, it was roughly around a little over 900 per person. So ballpark, I'd say maybe 960 so $960 with me. Then my boyfriend, 960 So in total, it came out to like 1200 and change. What the fuck am I saying? That's not true. <laughs> Sorry, I can't do math. It was like 19 and change. Um, and that included our hotel and flight. And what we flew, the airline we flew through was JetBlue. So, like I said, the hotel was really nice. Breakfast was included. Um, our hotel room was really it was really nice. We were on the fourth floor, which was the top floor. Our hotel had a rooftop restaurant and pool with like cabanas and hookah and really cool cocktails. So that little area that we stood at as far as like the hotel and our room and everything, our stay was pretty much worth the price that we paid. So I wouldn't go it any other way. And the good thing about it, though, is that we were really debating on wanting to stay on the hotel zone at the water because you know you figure wow mexico water beach no brainer you'd want to be by the water right like you want to see the ocean but it truly worked out for the best because even when we found our ways onto the hotels to either drink at their bars or go to their restaurants we noticed like on the beach shore there were tons of seaweed like i don't know if it's because it's the time of year but there was so much seaweed, like the water was brown. Like it wasn't this gorgeous blue that you see like on Pinterest or like on all these other Instagram pictures you'd be seeing floating around under the hashtag Tulu Mexico. Like no offense, but that beach was disgusting. It was nothing but seaweed, brown water. It was, it was ugly. It was ugly. Now, obviously I've seen videos of people going to Tulu, Mexico, where they're by the ocean and it's blue and it's crystal clear and it's gorgeous. And I'm not saying this doesn't exist. It clearly exists. However, for this time frame that we went, so, you know, August, um, it we just didn't experience it that way. So it did work out for the best that we stood more closer to the city than rather in the ocean. Because by doing that, we saved a few hundred bucks and we didn't really miss out on much because the ocean wasn't even at its finest, to be fair. So with that, we settled into our hotel. We rented a scooter, which was about 700 pesos a day. So the, I'll tell you right now. So the conversion right now, so one American dollar is 18 Mexican pesos. So given that the scooters were 700 pesos a day divided by 18 US dollars was $38 a day. So we rented a scooter for almost $40 a day, which it really isn't bad because when you factor in the cab rides, which do add up, you actually save money doing it this way. So things I wish I knew going to Tulum for a like 100%. So, okay, when I booked my trip through Expedia, I was very specific, right? I put that I was leaving Orlando International Airport, MCO, and I was going to Tulum, Mexico. So Tulum, Quinta Roo, Mexico, all airports, right? Well, I didn't know that because Tulum is like kind of isolated in its own area, there are no airports in that area. So it literally wasn't until like two days before our departure date that I realized that we weren't arriving in Tulum. We were arriving in Cancun. And Cancun is like two hours away from Tulum, Mexico. So I'm like, fuck so I didn't know that we were we would need a car to travel from Cancun to Tulum I dead us thought this entire time that our flight was going to be taking us directly to Tulum Mexico and that our cab ride would be maybe no more than 20 minutes away from our hotel wrong we were most definitely arriving to Cancun and we had to find a way to get from Cancun to Tulum so that was cute so Getting out of the airplane, we exchanged our money, went 
nearly out the door until we were practically harassed by like five different cab companies offering you different fees to taking you to Tulum, offering you discounts if you like reserve for round trip car rides or if you wanted a private car versus a shuttle versus a bus. Like it was just out of control. Honestly, when it comes down to it, it really factors down to your budget and what you're comfortable with. Not to sound like a stuck-up biatch, but two hours is a long fucking ride, and I'm not trying to share a shuttle, a van with anyone else, okay? I'm trying to hog up that AC. I'm trying to be on my phone in silence. My man is half asleep. The Percocet, just kidding. No Percocet. He took a Xanax because he has like a thing for flying. So like that shit was still wearing off his body. So he wasn't really like at 100%. And I'm like, no, we need a private car for ourselves. Okay. Okay. So we dropped like $160 on a round trip car ride. So it was like $80 taking us to Tulum. And then on the day we would leave would be another $80 coming back. So my biggest advice for you is like, just pay attention to your departure and arrival dates and just keep in mind that a lot of these cab companies that like approach you when you arrive to that area will harass you, will offer you different prices. Just pick the one that fits best for you. This is what worked best for us and we were able to arrive in one piece and we were good to go. So just keep that in mind. After that, our trip was awesome. Okay, just to kind of like give a sum up, wrap it up in some way. It was amazing. I love Tulum. It has like this jungle sexy vibe to it. But something I do want to mention is that Me- like this part of Mexico, their prices, I-, I don't know. I don't know if it's because Tulum has become such a hot spot for people to travel to. Or I don't know if like the Mexican tourism board has caught on and realized, hey, like tourists are willing to spend these prices. So we're going to set these prices for these different things because the idea of things being cheaper in Mexico because the American currency is worth more out there. Just throw that out the window. It doesn't fucking matter because the prices they set out there are just the same as it is in the States. And it was kind of like, I don't want to say that it was a rude awakening, but it really caught us off guard. Not because we were assuming that $5 would get us far, but I'll give you a slight example. On our second day, we had went to a how to, oh my God, first of all, I apologize for mispronouncing all of these fucking words, but in my defense, I am not fluent in Spanish as much as I try to flex that I am. I am definitely not. So forgive me for mispronouncing these words. Okay. Okay. So there's a place in Tulum, like on that hotel zone, like on that strip where there's a big ass structure called Venaluz. And it's like the structure of like this beautiful person opening up their chest. And it's like all these like green leaves in the inside. I think it was like built by this like African artists. Um, it's, it's gorgeous. I took a, it was like one of the first pictures I posted on my Instagram when I had arrived in Tulum. Well, right next to it, there's like this hotel and it's like a, well, first of all, it's a hotel, but there's a restaurant with like a bridge with like these two hands holding the bridge. One of my recent pictures I posted, I'm on that bridge. And I know this was a location that I wanted to go and take pictures at and even just experience. So when I like kind of discovered where it was, me and my boyfriend kind of approached the front wanting to get in. Now, this is the thing. There's a lot of hustlers in Mexico, too. Don't get it twisted. And and, and not for nothing, it's anywhere you go, okay? It's in Italy. It's in Belgium. It's in Mexico. It's in Aruba. It's in fucking, where is it? Dominican Republic. Like, it's everywhere you go. You find hustlers everywhere you go, Okay. No place doesn't do it in some degree. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh my God, Cuba is one of them. Most definitely Cuba. Okay. So it didn't catch us by surprise that when I wanted to go inside this specific location, the guy at the front that was kind of like blocking the, you know, the rope, like the entrance, he was like, oh, do you have a reservation? And I was like, no. And he was like, oh, well, you need a reservation to come to the restaurant. And my boyfriend was like, okay, well, what if we don't have a reservation? 
he was like, well, it's technically only good for like he. They're like they give priority to hotel guests, but if you're not a hotel like guest, then you have to make a reservation. So then my man kind of like gave me this look, like, you really want to go in? And I kind of gave him like, yeah, like I really want to go in. So he looked at the guy and he goes, okay, well, what if? And mind you, this whole conversation he's having with this guy is in Spanish. So he looked at the guy and he's like, all right, so what if I just give you twenty bucks? Does a reservation matter? And the guy, and the guy was like, for twenty bucks? No, doesn't matter. So my my boyfriend took out his wallet, gave him a dub, and was like, all right, say less, and we walk right through the rope. So I got my way in a way, and I was really happy. And so we went inside. Mind you, the fucking restaurant was empty as hell, so it's like little piece of shit over here charging us a $20 cover fee for fucking what? There's, like, nobody in this restaurant. But at the same time, it's fine because I like to take pictures. I get really shy. I like to have places all to myself because then I can be myself. So, anyway, we go in. We get sat. We're ordering. We ordered, like, two pizzas. My boyfriend ordered, like, this meat lover's pizza. I ordered this, like, vegan pumpkin flour pizza, which is absolutely delicious. Like, I am literally still dreaming of it. And we ordered two margaritas and then, like, four shots of tequila. Like, two rounds each. You know, like, one shot. All right. Another one for both, right? Honey, when that bill came, the bill was, it It was equivalent. Like, when you break it down through pesos, like, when you fucking did the currency exchange like and through the calculator, the bill was $177. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Yes, honey. $177. What the fuck? <laughs> like, for a moment, I was like, okay, am I in Mexico or am I in Miami? Am I in Mexico or am I in Las Vegas? Am I in Miami or am I on the Upper East Side? Like, I don't understand what's the status. Like, I thought... Because we're in Mexico, this shit would be cheap. And it wasn't. It was not. But it's okay. My man has money, so he paid the bill. And, I mean, okay, well, first of all, we both have money. Okay, like, I know I make jokes, but, like, fuck that. I got my money, too. All right? I didn't pay it, though. Fuck that. He could pay it. <laughs> no, but it it just, like, caught, up, caught us off guard. Because for a moment, I was like, okay, wait. Like... I wasn't expecting this, but whatever, we kept it pushing. And so there's a hotel in Tulum that's very well known, and it's called Azulik. It's a very, very upscale, high status resort, adults only. And I, and I originally found out about this resort, I think through TikTok. Someone had taken taken a video of one of the suites, and I was just so mind blown on how beautiful it was from the inside. It looked like a giant treehouse. It just seemed so out of this world, and I didn't even know it was in Mexico. And then um, a friend that I have on Instagram got engaged in this same resort. And I remember just like drooling over her freaking Instagram posts. I was like, oh my God, this place is so beautiful. And then Cardi B went to the same damn place and she was like flexing all over this damn resort with her man offset. So I'm like, okay, that's it. I, I need to go here. <laughs> Bitch, when I saw how much it is to stay a night there, I was like, okay, let's like reel it back in. It's like $500 a night to stay at this resort. Like, listen. I do a great job flexing on Instagram. You already know. But I, I, I'm not there. Like, I'm not at that caliber, guys. Like, I don't make that much. Like, I make money, but I don't make that much money, okay? So when I saw those prices, I was like, okay. Like, let's go there for dinner, maybe. Like, let's finesse and take pictures in the resort. But it's funny because um, they have a few areas in the resort blocked off. Like, you can't, like, it's only for guests, which is fine with all good reason. But I remember already setting it in my mind that I wanted to at least have dinner here because I just found it so beautiful. And this resort is what even inspired me to even want to go to Tulum 
because after finding this resort out, I did more research in that area and I was like, oh my God, like I want to go here so bad. And I've literally been telling my boyfriend for the past year how much I wanted to go here. And it's funny because for his birthday, when we were deciding where to go to celebrate his 30th, I brought Tulum up to him. But he was like, no, I don't know. That's not really the vibe I was going for, which is ironic because he didn't want to admit it to me, but he eventually did and said that he felt that he enjoyed Tulum more than Aruba. And I was like, you see, that's why you got to trust me. You got to trust me when I say these things. But anyway, getting to the point. So I had told him like, look, I know we can't afford to stay here, but I at least want to have dinner here. So I remember trying to make reservations through Open Table. The option to do it wasn't available. I went on the website, sent an email to the GM, never got a response. And I remember in my mind, even arriving, I was like, yo, I don't give a fuck what it takes. I'm going to go up in that bitch. I'm going to be like, let me talk to your boss because I've been trying to contact somebody. I want a reservation and ain't nobody going to tell me no. I don't give a fuck if I'm not a fucking guest in this damn resort. Like, I'm going to have dinner here whether anybody likes it or not. Like, I'm, I'm eating here. Ooh, honey. I wish I would have ate up those words. Because <laughs> when I finally got to the resort, I was like introduced to like one of the hostess. She was super nice, super friendly. And she was kind of like telling me like, yes, we have availability for that day. She was like, yeah, like, what are you like? What are you, you know, what do you want? Like, what's your vibe? Like, where would you like to have dinner? So in a zoo, like they have these nests, right? So they look like a nest. And they have it in like different levels around the resort where it's like the higher up they have these nests, the more of like the horizon you can see. And it's just beautiful because you see all the trees, you see the sunset, everything is like very like jungle and like exotic. And it's just like such a beautiful vibe. And it's a vibe I've never experienced before. And so when she was showing me the different tables they had available for the night, I was thinking in my mind, like, oh, my God, like, I really like this table because it sees the horizon. <laughs> and she's like, OK, so with this table, it's going to be eight hundred dollars um, for four hours. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> that comes with dinner, right? And like a bottle of champagne and maybe like a free night, like, right? And she, <laughs> she was like, no, <laughs> no, that's just to reserve the table for four hours. That's not including whatever you order for dinner after that. So I was like, okay, fuck. But because I was so adamant about wanting to have dinner here, I was like, okay, so like, what is your cheapest one? Like dead ass. I was like, what's your cheapest one? So she said that there was one that was like inside of the restaurant that was like, I think like 150. And then you had the romantic table for two for 400. And with the romantic table for 400 had like a private staircase up to one of their nests that they had above our table for anyone that would like request for it. But she like told me straight up. She was like, look, like, honestly, like the chances of that table being rented are really slim. So even if you like rent the romantic table, you'll have private access to that table and you could take as many pictures. You can hang up there as long as you want. Like, I don't see nobody renting that table. So guys, I was like, okay. So I fucking booked it. And I went up to my man and I was like, look, I really want to eat here. I really want to have this experience. So I'm going to pay for the table. You're paying for dinner though. And I'm getting whatever the fuck I want. And he was like, say less, babe. You could get whatever you want. If this is what you really want, then let's do it. So girl, honey chow, baby, sweetie, I was like, let's book it. So we, I made the reservation. It was set. We went to the hotel. I got changed, went back to the resort. Tell me how when I check into the reservation, it was a different hostess and she tells me, okay, so it's going to be four. Okay. Technically it was $388. I'm just rounding up because it's a lot of money nonetheless. And I was paying in cash, American money cash. So I was like dropping 20s and shit. And I was like, she goes and tells me, oh, okay, so with this table, it's, you know, whatever amount of pesos, which, you know, trend, trend, like converts to like 388 USD. 
and then it's going to be a three thousand dollar uh three thousand uh three thousand mexican pesos minimum spent per person so between me and my man we have to equally spent 6,000 pesos. So when you divide 6,000 fucking pesos, how much is that? 18. That's like, our bill had to be over $300. Like $333. Plus $388. That meant we would be spending over $700 on a dinner. And that's when my man looked at me and he was like, look, babe, no cap. If this is what you really want, we'll do it. But that's a lot of money. And we're only on like our second day on vacation. And I was like, fuck. You know, like it really kind of got to me because I'm like, damn, like I was so adamant about wanting to come here. And I really like like this place is the whole reason why I wanted to come here. Like as like dumb as that might sound, like it's the truth. Like I really wanted to at least like experience this resort in some way and I was willing to compromise as far as like grabbing a drink and like hanging out at the canopy and just kind of like vibing out but it was just like no like I wanted to see the sunset I wanted to I wanted to eat the food I wanted to drink wine I wanted to be romantic you know what I'm saying and so when the hostess saw that I was kind of hesitant she was like let me talk to my manager. So she goes and talks to her manager. The manager comes over to us and he goes, listen, book the table. You have it for four hours. You get order as little or as much as you'd like. There's no minimum, maximum. If you just want to have a glass of wine, you're fine. Don't worry about it. So I was like, okay, well, thank you. Like, oh, shit. And then it's funny because, you know, something at the end of the day, like when we like got settled into our table, and like started looking at the other nests that were around us it seemed like we were the only reservation so i feel like that whole minimum maximum is something that they play by ear you know what i'm saying because it's like you know ain't nobody making reservations in these nests so if anything you'll be losing money if i don't commit to this reservation or get this table you know what i'm saying so whatever and even like that i mean shit the bill still went over two hundred dollars so, um, we ordered, I ordered two glasses of wine. My boyfriend ordered two like different kinds of drinks. We ordered an appetizer, two entrees. But by then I was literally about to explode outside of my dress. And I was like, yo, I need to go back to the hotel and rip this shit off of my body because I am not feeling it anymore. But the whole experience was so beautiful. So amazing. I loved it. If I'm being honest, hmm, was it worth that much money? This is the thing. I don't mind spending a lot of money, but there are times where I can be very cheap. And a part of me did feel kind of like hard on myself, like, damn, Nicole, was it necessary to spend over almost $400 on a table? You know, like, was that, should you have done that? Like, was that, you know, because that was, that could have been $400 on something else. You know what I'm saying? And I definitely started to feel that towards the end of the vacation. Like, fuck. Like, my budget decreased by a lot. But I also know deep down, I would have regretted it if if I didn't do it. And that's just my truth. But it was an awesome experience. I love that I had dinner there. I feel like it added a lot to the trip. And that was only the second day. After that, everything else was super cool. Like the food everywhere we went. Like it's just so crazy. Like all the restaurants that are offered in Tulum have like plant-based, vegan, vegetarian options. Everything is practically made from scratch. Like the corn tortillas, all of the ingredients that they put in front of you, even the drinks. Like there was like a bar we went to where me and my boyfriend we ordered these kiwi caparinas. I feel like I, I hope I'm saying that right. Caparinas. And we literally saw the bartender peel with a knife kiwis, fresh kiwis, like the skin, chop it up into slices, chop it up into dices, muddle in the kiwis with our drinks, with the fresh liquor, fresh ice, a little bit of lemonade, like, oh my god. So 
freaking delicious. Like everywhere we went. I love strawberry margaritas. And when I tell you there were fresh chunks of strawberries in every strawberry margarita I ordered, it was like nothing less. Like it was just so organic and so delicious. Like I fucking can't. And you know what's crazy is that even though me and my boyfriend drank as much as we did, I never had a buzz during the whole trip. And I know what you're thinking. Monaco, that can mean two things. One, you got gypped. Nobody gave you real alcohol. It was probably all watered down. You're probably right. And two, maybe I'm just a fucking bona fide alcoholic and my tolerance level went extremely high. But I'm going to argue with you and tell you that is not the reason, but most likely the reason is it was so hot in Tulum. Like it was fucking blazing hot. Like, and I'm just convinced that all the alcohol, all the beer that I consumed, my body just converted into just hydration and just tried its best to stay hydrated with whatever I allowed my body to consume. Because I'm telling you, I was never drunk. And I drank. I mean, I literally have videos of me drinking tequila out of the bottle. And I promise you, there was not even a day that I felt drunk. There was one night that I felt slightly buzzed. But then I just got hungry. I ate a shit ton of tacos. And then I fucking went to sleep and woke up fresh the next day. So... I think that's like another thing too to keep in mind that if you do go to Tulum, I don't know what time of the year you're planning to come or to go, but it was definitely like super hot. Oh my God. I was like fucking sweating the whole time. But yeah. Um, another thing I do want to mention is like the idea, and I feel like I've already mentioned this before, but the prices are kind of inconsistent. And me and my boyfriend definitely noticed that in Mexico. So for example, there were places where they'd be like, okay, this cost 5,000 pesos, right? Let me get the, let me get the calculator out because I, I want to make sense when I say this. So I'll give an example. So 5,000 pesos divided by 18 USD is about $27. We'll say 28 to round up, right? So some places would be like, oh, it's 5,000 pesos, right? But then next to it will be like 25 American dollars. So it's like you convert your money into pesos thinking that you're going to get double the amount of pesos because, you know, the American currency is worth more in Mexico. But when they convert it themselves, it seems like it's less, right? Because it always seems like it's about a two, like $3 off. So it'll be like, oh, 5,000 pesos, but they'll charge you $25, even though 5,000 pesos converts to $28. You know what I'm saying? So my advice is that if you're going to bring like, okay, and that's another thing. So in Tulum, because I guess it's so touristic, they accept Mexican pesos and American dollars and they expect a lot of credit cards. There are places that are only that are cash only, but a lot of the places that are in that zone where all the hotels are accept credit cards. So my advice is like, if you're going to bring a thousand dollars, I will say bring, I will say convert $500 into a Mexican pesos and then just keep 500 USD dollars, like American dollars, and just kind of pick and choose how you want to spend your money. Because there were times where I would be with my boyfriend and like, for example, like we went to the cenotes and they would be like, oh, okay, to come inside is going to be 300 pesos which is, let me see, wait, what the fuck is happening? 300 pesos divided by 18. Okay, so they'll be like, oh, okay, this costs 500 pesos or 300 pesos to come in, which is technically $16. But then when you look at the USD, they'll be charging you 20 bucks. They'll be like, oh, it's either 300 pesos or $20. So then when you take out your calculator and you do the math, you realize, okay, well, now it's cheaper to pay in Mexican pesos than it is to pay in USD dollars. You know what I'm saying? And then another thing too is like, so my boyfriend, he has American Express and Citibank. I have Bank of America. And I guess depending on your bank converts the money differently. So for me, it was pretty true to the $18 currency. But because my boyfriend had Citibank, it converted to like $21. So I remember when we went to Azulik, the bill was over 3,000 pesos. 
converting it to USD dollars on the receipt, it claimed that our bill was 248. But when my boyfriend paid the bill and looked at his bank statements, they only charged him 225. You know what I'm saying? So it gets kind of tricky and you just, my biggest thing for you is when you go to Tulum, just to kind of keep a calculator with you and just kind of do the math. Like, don't be afraid to do the math. Don't be afraid to add up shit yourself. It feels kind of tacky because given that I work in the hospitality industry, there's nothing that frustrates me more when I see guests pulling out their calculator, doing their own math on the fucking calculator when they see the receipt. Because for me, it's like, buddy, what the fuck are you doing? Like, it's not going to change. Like, the math is correct. This is what it is. The tip is not included. Like, don't be cheap. But because the circumstances are a little bit different because of the conversion, I just recommend taking a calculator with you, bringing a little bit of both. If you trust using your credit card, don't be afraid to use it as far as in this area because it is acceptable. There are places that are cash only. So definitely... I would just kind of say, like, give your give yourself that chance to be able to bounce back and forth. Um, but other than that, I feel like that's all I really have to say about Tulum. There was a little bit of a hiccup that we did have in our vacation. Guys. Oh, my God. He's going to hate me. But I want to say on Saturday. So on Saturday night. My boyfriend was like, I want to go to a club, right? So we go to this club called Confessions, and it's just so fucking crazy. Like, when we called to make the reservation, we made the reservation, and they were like, okay, it's going to be $25 per person if you just want to come into the club, but if you want a table, it's $60 per person to sit at a table. And then from there, you know, you just order what you want. So we were already going in the, with the mentality that, yeah, we're just going to do the $60 per person and then we're just going to order what we want while we sit at this table. When we fucking arrived and checked in, they were like, no, it's $25 cover fee to come into the club. And then if you want a table, you have to buy a bottle. And the cheapest bottle was like $350. Honey. So I'm just like, oh my God, fuck. But my boyfriend being his, you know, himself... He was like, no cap, I don't care, like, we're getting a bottle. Excuse me. So we sat down, we got our bottle, we're flexing, he got his hookah, we're having a fun time, and I'm not gonna lie, I had a great time. We were so close to the DJ booth, there were so many people, it was so much fun, <coughs> as I cough, and as I defend myself. We did get tested for COVID. My shit came back negative. Don't come for me. I know I just coughed. Leave me alone. I'm just talking a lot and I haven't drank any water. Okay, bye. And we had a great time. We get in the cab. We're kind of, we're getting like that drunk hungry. Like we're not drunk because for me, I was more buzzed, but I was like, oh, I'm ready for some tacos. There's like this taco spot right across the street from our hotel. And we go there and yo, I'm not kidding. I had like fucking like eight tacos, bro. Like I, I was like another one two more, three more, five more. Like I was like, no fucks given. I was wearing this snake outfit and I looked like I fucking swallowed like five eggs. Like I looked like a snake that swallowed five eggs. Like my stomach was bloated as fuck, but I don't give a fuck. I already took my pictures of the night. I'm thriving. I'm great. <laughs> and we're eating our tacos. And this is the thing about my boyfriend. He, I mean, listen, I'm not a picky eater, but I definitely pick and choose what I eat. So like, for example, I don't eat pork. Like I don't really eat pig often. If I do, it's literally only around the holidays. Like if I eat panin or like if I'm eating like a pasta carbonara or if I'm in New York and I get a bacon, egg and cheese, you know, like in those circumstances, sure, I'll eat pork. But I will never go out of my way at a restaurant and purposely order pork. I always stay away from it, especially when I travel internationally. And it's no offense to the culture. It's no offense to any place at all. It's just something that I avoid at all costs. Now, one of the first places that me and my boyfriend traveled to was to Cuba, Havana, Cuba. And it was an amazing time. But unfortunately, my boyfriend got food poisoning and you know how he got food poisoning? Because he ate a ham sandwich. Mm -hmm. 
and he had food poisoning for two weeks. This was about four years ago, way before COVID. So when we landed in America, we literally got in the car and drove straight to the emergency room because that is how severe his symptoms was. So here we are in Mexico. He wants to order pastor tacos, which was like this meat that was like on this metal rod rotating and they were just kind of shaving the meat down. I'm not going to lie. It looked delicious, but Knowing me and just knowing how it is with traveling, I don't order pork. I don't eat pork. So, but for him, he was like, I don't give a fuck. And I remember just looking at him like, bro, this is not a good idea. But he had been drinking. I was like, you know what? Live your life. You're on vacation. Do what you want. Oh, my God, girl. The next day, this man had shut down. He literally got like 24 hours food poisoning vomiting shitting he's gonna hate me for saying this i'm sorry babe but like dead ass like this is the part of vacations like you don't talk about you don't really show to the world you kind of just project like this perfect trip but guys like that day was like a lost day we didn't do shit because it was just him recovering and i know like on instagram i was like oh he's hungover which, and I guess to some degree, he might have been, but that really wasn't the case. He got food poisoning. And luckily, it passed the next day. He was feeling much better. We were able to enjoy our last day correctly in Tulum. You know, we did everything I wanted to do. We did everything he wanted to do. We ended up ending the night at a restaurant, swimming in the rooftop pool, packing up early, watching a movie, and just going to bed. Like, we had to wake up so early the next day to leave to the airport. So, the last day wasn't really much anyways. But, yeah. So, if you have an iron stomach, go in. Go crazy. Live your life. But... If you have a sensitive tummy like my boyfriend, stay away from pork tacos. That's all I got to say. But guys, I think with that, that kind of sums up my trip to Tulum. Those are the things I wish I would have known as far as how much money to bring, how to go about spending my money, picking and choosing what was worth spending my money on, um, learning how to negotiate what to bring, what to wear. There were night, there were days where I would really do my makeup because, you know, obviously I'm on vacation. I want to look cute for photos. But between that heat, riding that scooter, like that shit was intense. Oh my God. I didn't even tell you about the night I almost got arrested. What the fuck? I almost ended this episode without even telling you the story. Okay, guys, I'm sorry, but like I'm being fucking dramatic. I, okay. I didn't like almost get dramatic like I almost what the fuck am I saying I almost it's not that I almost got arrested (laughs) this is the thing there was a night where me and my boyfriend we were kind of just like trying to find a place to just kind of post that like just post up at and just like drink have a good time like just chill out and vibe right But the truth was, I was really tired. We had such a long day that day. And the thing with my boyfriend when we go on vacation is that he's very much on go. Like, no minute is ever wasted. Like, we're doing this. Like, if he could do 12 things in one day, he would do them in one day. And for me, I'm very much like, I have my outfits. I have my looks. I have my vibes. Like, I have it all set up. Like, all my outfits I had prepared for the trip was like, okay, When we go here, I want to wear this. When we go there, I want to wear this. And when we go over here, I want to wear this. My boyfriend's like, I don't give a fuck. I want to do all those things. And I don't give a fuck if I'm wearing the same outfit. But for me, I'm not not really programmed that way. So anyway, the point is, there was a part of the night where I was like, babe, like, let's just go back to the hotel room. Like, at the end of the day, because of COVID, everything closes at 11. At this point, it's already, like, 9 o'clock. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, let's just go back to the room. Let's take a shower. Like... We still have so many days left to do so many more things, you know? And he was like, no, I don't care. Let's go forward. Anyway, I'm not saying we were fighting. We weren't fighting, but we were kind of doing like that little bickering thing where it's just like, I don't want to go there, but like, why? And he's just like, shut up, like, shut up, like, get in the car. Like, let's go. Like, you know, stop being a baby kind of situation, right? So when we got back on the moped, we didn't bother putting on our helmets, Because the next location we were headed to was only five minutes away. 
So we just figure, let's just hop on the scooter and just head down, head down where we want to go to next, which wasn't that far. Oh my God. We make it to two blocks and we see a cop. I don't think much of it because I'm thinking, well, we're in Mexico. Like, I'm sure like there has to, like, I don't think the laws would be that much enforced. This is my dumbass thinking this. Next thing I know, the police officer, and mind you, he is driving a fucking SUV with like a back truck, like not a back truck, but like his trunk is like open with like bars surrounded by it for cops that like stand up on there holding on to the, like, it's kind of hard for me to explain, but imagine like a pickup truck. I feel like I'm going to confuse you. I'm not even going to go there. Anyway, the point is, it was a big-ass police truck that he was pulling us over on our little fucking mopeds. He pulls us over. He comes up to us. And this is the thing. My boyfriend's Puerto Rican, right? And, you know, given that we're in this country, we're not sure if, like, I guess, like, in his mind, he was like... I don't know if like maybe they don't like Puerto Ricans and we don't want to come across, let's say, a police officer that just doesn't like Puerto Ricans. And the moment he hears them talking might be a little biased towards us. I know that sounds kind of ignorant, but guys, sensitive times, you just don't know. So my boyfriend didn't speak Spanish. So he was just like, what seems to be the problem? Is it the helmets? We're supposed to wear our helmets, right? Police officer doesn't say shit to us in the beginning. He kind of just like scoping us out. He's looking at us. We clearly look like tourists because of the way that we're dressed. And he's like, let me see ID. Like he kind of says it like in his broken English. So I gave my ID to the scooter company because that's kind of like the collateral they take when you rent out these scooters. So I didn't have identification. So it was only my boyfriend's. So when he took out his ID... I think that's when, obviously, like, the police officer saw that we were American. So he takes the ID, he goes in the car, and then when he gets out of the car, it's him and another police officer. And now we're like, okay, why is there two of you now? Like, we're not, like, we're not criminals, you know? So then the guy comes out with his phone. Like, he seems like he's, like, trying to translate something on his phone. And at this point, me and my boyfriend have our fucking helmets on, like, dumbasses, like, on the street, like, just hoping we could just kind of go free with like a warning and the guy like turns his phone over to show the translation and the guy's like if you he's like if you want your id back you have to pay me three thousand pesos but if not i get i keep your id and you have to go to the police station to retrieve it back and obviously like we're not trying to go through all that because we don't know what that means and so we ended up paying off the police officer just to gain our id back so 3,000 pesos divided by 18, my friends, $167. So we had to pay off this cop $167 just so that we can keep his ID. And what sucks is that obviously you think like, okay, well, clearly you broke the law, right? Like you're supposed to wear your helmet when you're riding these scooters. You got a ticket. You got a fine. You pay the price, right? Well, we spoke to a local about this. And when we told the local about this story, he literally laughed, shook his head and was like, yeah, that police officer ripped you off because technically, technically a ticket for not wearing your helmet is as little as like 200 pesos, which 200 pesos is like almost it's like $10. So that's how much the ticket would have technically been. But obviously, because, you know, we're American and we don't want to be without our IDs, obviously he's pocketing that money because none of that's being registered into the system. So, yeah, we got ripped off by the cops. So I'm sorry for clickbaiting you. <laughs> I didn't technically almost get arrested, but that shit got real. Like, oh, my God. Like, I like, guys, like, what the fuck? We had to pay off a cop. Like, that shit was scary. But it's fine. We were fine. But um, but other than that, honestly, I have nothing negative to say about my trip to Mexico. It was amazing. Like I said, a hundred times already, the food was amazing. The cenotes were absolutely magical. 
it's like these caves you like swim under and swim through and it's just so much history and there's like these minerals in the water that is just so good for your skin and for your hair and it's just like everything is just so beautiful and magical and I wish I had all the words to describe it to you so beautifully but honestly my friends book a trip get your fucking passport if you feel comfortable to get the vaccine fucking get it explore the world there's so much to see out there if you're thinking about going to tulum i say go for it but just keep in mind it's expensive depending how you like to spend your money because there were some places we did come across that were definitely more affordable like we started to like we started to pay like those more modest prices like our last dinner we didn't drink but excuse me we just you know sorry we didn't drink but we had like two appetizers and two entrees and the bill was only like forty dollars equivalent forty dollars so there are definitely restaurants in tulum mexico that are more away from the hotel district that are going to be a little bit more like affordable and like more like modest like humble prices um but a lot of places like those beach clubs they have like these mandatory cover fees that are really expensive to book a table it's going to cost you like a hundred dollars um let me think yeah and just like the prices in general on the menu are just going to be the same as like miami if you ever been to miami if you haven't just think like $30 entrees, $15 cocktails, $20 glasses of wine, depending on which wine you choose. Yeah, like it's just, it's not cheap. It's not cheap at all. So yeah. And don't be scared to take a calculator with you and do the math at the table. Just like fucking do it. Because if not, you will go broke. Me and my boyfriend, we definitely went over budget. I mean, no regrets. We work really hard. I know I work really hard. Um, but yeah, just kind of keep that in mind. All right, guys. And with that, I'm going to close out. <laughs> I hope that this episode wasn't too all over the place, but I hope you gained a lot of knowledge and you took this information, put it in your back pocket for the next time you may travel your next trip. If it's to Tulum, I hope you remember all of my advice and I hope it helped. I love you. Thank you for tuning in. Y'all are my favorite. I love you, I adore you, and thank you. Don't forget to subscribe and rate. Follow me on Instagram, at Nicole Asev. And I'll see you next time. Bye.